You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Maya Angelou. Welcome to the Dreaming Girl podcast. Here we talk about creativity, spirituality, anxiety, and personal growth. I'm Holly. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Dreaming Girl podcast. It's been a very long time since my last episode and I have exactly zero excuses for you other than whatever the hell 2020 was. But um, I hope you're all staying safe and well in these very difficult times. Um, Maybe I'll do an episode talking about that long break that I took and everything that happened and what I learned because it was a lot. (laughs) But for now I have planned an episode for you. It is a follow-up to the creative living episode I did over a year ago now. For me, one thing about 2020 is that I had plenty of time to dive more into creativity, which led me to Julia Cameron's book course hybrid, The Artist's Way. It's an incredible book which equates creativity with spirituality, which if you listen to that episode you know aligns with my beliefs. Going through the book, you can begin to unblock everything that keeps you from creating, find old passions, old hobbies, and buried dreams. And it allows you to open up more to creative impulses and ideas coming into your life, coming through you into the physical world. I'm sure I will make many episodes about this incredible book, but I've gathered together a few talking points today that I think will be very beneficial for you creators out there or for anyone who wants to live a more creative life. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first off, let's answer the question, what is the artist's way? The artist's way is a path of creative recovery, like a journey back to your natural, innate, creative self. Creativity is a collaborative thing, not something we have to wrangle into submission, but something we actively engage with and invite in, like a friendship that we nurture. I think this is where the myth of the struggling artist or drunk writer comes from, is when we believe creativity is just out of reach, just far enough away that we have to fight and struggle to get to it. That instead of a friendship, it's almost like we are in a toxic relationship with it, that it will withdraw its love or attention at any moment. When you work through the artist's way, you learn to collaborate with creativity, almost working together to bring something into reality. This book will help you bust down those creative blocks that keep you from creating and teach you to simply show up, listen and write or paint or express in whichever way you express yourself what you hear. You become open to it, which is the most important thing. The artist's way also has a deeply spiritual aspect to it, but if you don't subscribe to that, that's perfectly okay. You'll still find a lot of value in this book. But if you do believe in the more spiritual aspect of creativity, the author Julia Cameron, similar to what Liz Gilbert says in Big Magic, equates creativity as a divine energy, a creative power that the divine is creation. And when we create, we are in tune with it, that we are allowed to create and be creative, even if it's just for ourselves and no one else, because creation is our highest nature. But like I said, you'll still get a lot of value from the book, even if you don't believe in this. But I like this idea of creativity, so I I like to go with it. 
So if the artist's way is about breaking through beliefs, mental barriers and blocks to creativity, what are some of these blocks? You have more than likely heard of writer's block and maybe even struggled with it before, but no matter which medium you express yourself with or want to express yourself with, the blocks mostly have the same themes or undertones. They have that same underlying rhetoric. The most common creative block, which also permeates so many other areas of our life, is that I'm not good enough or my art isn't good enough. I think this particularly applies to art and writing and all creative things because it is something outside of ourselves that we are creating, something tangible that we can judge and we fear others will judge too. Your inner voice might sound something like, what's the point? It's no good. What right do I have to create anyway? In many ways, this is your ego trying to protect you from judgment or potential judgment that may not even come. It also keeps you from praise or the fulfillment you can feel while creating. Despite what that little inner voice might say, it's been my experience that the vast majority of people will cheer you on when you create, that they're inspired by it. There will always be naysayers, but they are most likely to skulk in the background, often not even giving voice to their dislike of your work or their rejection of it. Um, Of course there are still people, (laughs) I'm not saying that, there's still internet trolls and everything. But when you focus more on the people who are giving you positive feedback, you slowly and surely get your confidence back in this area, or gain your confidence for the first time. A great way to get past this fear of not being good enough is to simply allow yourself to be bad. Be purposefully bad. Write the worst poetry, paint a terrible self-portrait, play a song that hurts to hear. You don't have to show anyone because you are showing yourself, telling yourself that you can create bad things and the world won't end. You won't become a terrible no good human, your friends and lovers won't leave you and you won't file for bankruptcy or whatever other apocalyptic scenarios you believe about making bad art. And when that judgmental voice within starts to whine, you can say, hey, I am trying to be bad here and I'm doing a very good job at it. And it will shut up. And eventually, having been quiet for so long, that little voice will lose its power over you. So when you attempt to make good art, it won't be as strong an opponent. It's a very cathartic thing to give yourself the time and space to learn and mess up and be bad. Everyone, every artistic person ever, made bad art to start with. But they kept making bad art. And eventually they started making good art, then great art, and then suddenly they were Picasso. So keep making bad art and know that your worth is nothing to do with it. You are good enough and you deserve to pursue whichever creative impulses and ideas that you have. You may also have limiting beliefs around abundance. We all do. <laughs> it's kind of an eat and eat in us um, as we are conditioned in this society, but maybe you subconsciously have lack or scarcity beliefs around creating. Things like artists don't make money or I can't make money from this so why bother? Or Other people make money being creative, but that's not something I can do. I am the sole creative in this world that can get paid for my creativity. And here signals the arrival of the myth of the struggling artist. I detest this idea, just outright, plain as day, detest it. That just because you are creative means that you can't be financially secure. 
that you must sabotage financial financial safety and your pursuit of being creative. This come down this comes down to deeper beliefs around money, which I intend to do an episode on very soon. But all of this I just think is BS. The artist's way may help you work through these beliefs around money and success and prosperity that are counterintuitive to your creativity. You may also face off against discouragement. A lot of society is built against doing things for the hell of it. For being creative and trying, even if it doesn't go anywhere or make you any money, but doing it simply for how it makes you feel, which is more often than not really good. I'm thinking of something the Chancellor of the Exchequer here in the UK said last year about creative people just needing to retrain and get proper jobs. That kind of discouragement. But mind you, they put this in an Instagram post, which then some amazing people turned into showing how that one Instagram post from the Tory party telling people to retrain has all of these creative industries behind it, like photography and copywriting and graphic design. Creativity is literally everywhere. It's in the building you're in right now. It is in the device you're listening to it on. It's in the clothes you're wearing. Creativity is everywhere. Sorry, (laughs) tangent, but what I'm trying to get at here is that there will always be people who see others living their creativity and say, get a real job, be realistic, or that's a nice hobby, but you can't do anything with it. Isn't it a waste of time? To which I say, hobbies are never a waste of time. They are, in my opinion, an important component to living a happy, well-rounded, fulfilled life. Especially in our overworked society, hobbies, more than ever, are something we need to make time for. So these are just some of the creative blocks you can face up against, which the artist's way addresses so much better than I can. And working through these blocks and limiting beliefs around the creative process is an important step in the journey of creative recovery. Next, I want to talk about what Julia Cameron refers to as the two most important parts of the artist's way. The tools of the trade, if you will. Morning pages and artist's dates. Morning pages are the bread and butter of the artist's way. And they are very simple. So simple, in fact, they are oftentimes pretty hard to get through and you really have to push yourself. You may have heard of morning pages, but in case you haven't, these are free pages of stream of consciousness writing first thing in the morning. If you work through the artist's way, it's highly recommended that you do these pages every day, even if you're not a writer, because it's not about writing. It's about an important step in creative recovery that is getting past the inner critic or the inner censor that shoots down your ideas before you can even try to make them physical. By writing down every thought you have for three pages, even if it's just, I don't know what to write, or you're shopping your laundry list, you're getting past the inner censor who tries to stop creativity from coming through. Whether for fear it's no good or any block around creating that you may have, the inner censor works as exactly that, censoring all your great ideas and creative impulses. Bring everything to the page. It's not going to be good. I'm telling you that right off the back, off the bat, it's not meant to be good. Nine times out of ten, you will be like, why am I doing this? This is the most self-indulgent, mundane inner dialogue ever. And right there is the point. 
If you can keep writing just absolute crap for three pages, you train yourself to write past the censor, write straight on past it. This allows new ideas to flow through, hiding from the censor in that stream of consciousness and at long last landing on the page. If you do these pages, you will often come up against a lot of resistance of wanting to stop or not do them at all. Show up at the page anyway. It's been my experience in the morning pages that the more you're resisted to the exercise, the more that you need it. It teaches you by showing up every day, day after day, that your mood doesn't matter in creativity. You don't need to be in a good mood to create. You can be in the most rubbish mood ever. And if you show up at that page, you are training yourself to show up in other creative areas too. And finally, on today's agenda, we have the partner in crime to the morning pages, the artist state. You should try to do this for two hours every week to take your inner creative child, your inner artist on a play date. Oh, you are going to try to get out of these. I know you are. I did. I started Artist Way during the first lockdown last year and because everything was shut down I couldn't go for walks around the botanical gardens or through museums as I had envisioned myself taking artist dates to be. So I just didn't do it and I didn't get very far into the course. Then I came back to the book and started again around October last year and said to myself that I would do the artist state each week, that I would need to get really creative in what I did because we were stuck at home. Some of the things I did, and feel free to steal these ideas by the way, was watch old classic Audrey Hepburn films I recommend Sabrina. I watched foreign films like Parasite and The Photographer of Matthausen, which is amazing by the way. Other weeks I learned a little bit of art history online and learned a few phrases in French. I embroidered and I painted and I did everything I could think to do while being in a lockdown and I loved it. I could not understand my initial resistance to it. It was time to myself a chance to do something different. Writing is my creative outlet so it was really gratifying to try something else on for size. Artist states are about refilling your well, filling your cup, stocking your creative pond giving you that self-care and nurture to bring new ideas into being. In the artist's way, Julia Cameron often refers to your artist self as an inner child. And what does a child need? It needs care and play and attention and nurture if it's going to thrive. Try to think of your artist self this way and you may just find yourself being more nurturing towards that creative side of you, taking a little bit more time to practice some artist self-care. Creativity is all about curiosity and play. So follow curiosity and it may lead to massive breakthroughs for you. And have fun with the process. It's meant to be fun. All right, I hope you got something of value out of this short episode. And thank you so much for listening. If this episode inspired you to venture down the creative recovery path, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron is definitely available for purchase online. I don't know about your local booksellers, but you could try there too. Um, You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Podcast. I'm planning on posting more content on there um, from now on. And I have a big announcement. I'm really excited because my new website is live, my new blog. And I am so, so, so happy with it. 
Um, you can find it at hollythedreamer.com and I'll put the link in the description as well. If you do check it out, you can also get my top 10 favourite journal prompts for personal growth at the link in the header of the site. And other than that, I will speak to you in the next episode. I promise it won't be in a year. <music>